All right, Baruch Shem Yahweh. So I was just having lunch and um, um, from camp below, and you said it was what thirty pounds in weight. So I don't have it to show you, but there is this coil technology that works upon frequencies can change and. The frequency of the 19th century, is that correct? At the frequency of the 19th century, not the 20th century. And we may find some more healing in our DNA. All that to say this, it's our fourth time together at Sukkot. We cause the flesh. There's an order to things. There's a heavenly wardrobe, if you will, and that Just a little notation, if any of you do have Wi-Fi on or Bluetooth, if you could turn it off so we can get some good bandwidth for our streaming. What I want to talk about today, we do have the technology even available here at Sukkot, is this DNA change that Yahweh ultimately, we can use the inventions of man, but man's wisdom comes from the fear of Yahweh, and Yahweh will even use a Nebuchadnezzar and a Pharaoh. Using some of the other inventions that are made man, even if there may be new age, I will take out the, um, spit out the bone and eat the meat. Because ultimately we are all the Creator's children. Some have just choose to reject Him but that doesn't mean that we can't use the wisdom that other men may and ultimately give Yahweh the glory for our healing. I believe that we can be healed on a DNA cellular level. And I believe ultimately it starts with a relationship with Yahusha. I believe it goes into yesterday's teaching and taking a, what was the first thing Yahweh said to the children of Israel when they went into the land? You said, poor behavior, other people's poor character traits, and not let them encroach upon the territory that Yahweh is asking and demanding that you and I reclaim in our lives. You has a personal story on the territory that needs to be reclaimed in your life. So, with all that, I want to talk a little bit today about that deeper, deeper level of territorial reclamation. Territorial reclamation. It can actually affect our In verse 12, Yaakov, Jacob dreamed and see a ladder set up on the Eretz, the earth, and the top of it reached to the Shamaim, the heavens. 
and see the heavenly... Ooh, my voice sounds powerful today, doesn't it? Where is Lemoyne? Where's Lemoyne? He's not here. Wow. He's studying up on judge. Is he? Are we going to do judges at the far? Oh, I like it. Anyway, he really is. Well, that's going to be with the kids. You're joking, but we should have him do that. That can be tomorrow night. Lemoyne teaching the last two chapters of Shof team judges up at the fireplace to the kids. And we'll turn all the power off, all the lights off. And then all of the adults, we can sneak around in the bushes and do like scary stuff. They'll remember it for the rest of their life. It will affect their DNA. (laughs) Oh, when I was at boarding school, here I go, I haven't even started the message, have I? I'm like two verses in. But when I, and, and, and see, there's some serious damage in this boy. Because notice, I always go back to the boarding school stories, the beginning of trauma in my life. But I I went to an all-boys boarding school that you all know, and it was the former home of Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale, of course, the lady with the lamp. She was the first nurse in England. That was a big thing, a female nurse, my goodness. And she was a nurse in the Crimean War. Now, her family had a massive mansion down in the English countryside in the middle of nowhere. Well, after the war, they turned it into a military all-boys boarding school. And, you know, as a little kid, 12 years old, it was, um, they would say, you know, now I've grown up and different, and, you know, I've just recently taught on it, but it was haunted, and there was ghosts, and there was a little nymph that used to... um, polished the kids' shoes at night. If you left your shoes out, you know, then they'd be polished. All kinds of crazy stories. But they had these wild gardens, and there was Nightingale Bench, which was like a mile up in the top of the gardens, where they said that Florence Nightingale, you'd see her ghost sitting up there. So, of course, as kids, all of the elder boys that were 18 would take the new boys that were 11 and 12 and see if you could make it through the wild gardens at the pitch black at night and who could make it to Nightingale Bench. And it definitely scarred some DNA. I never, ever made it up there. And I went on many of these excursions because I was like, I will make it. But they would tell you that, oh, and there'd be other boys hiding in the forest doing all kinds of... And it literally, still to this day, freaks me out (laughs) walking through the forest at night. But, you know, why not bring that generational iniquity onto children? (laughs) And we'll use Lemoyne instead of Florence Nightingale. So... There you go. All right, I love my children, but, you know, I don't want them to have it too easy. I'm just being honest. So, Lemoyne, we're going to spook my kids out. If I had to go through some of that stuff, they're going to go through it too. All right, shut up, Matthew, and get back to the Bible text.
That's Genesis 28:12. We're talking about boarding school. No, we're talking about Jacob climbing a ladder and how Yahweh wants to heal our DNA. Jacob dreamed and see a ladder set up on the earth. <clears throat> and the top of it reached the Shamaim, the heavens. And see, heavenly Malachim of Elohim ascending and descending on it. And see, Yahuwah stood above it and said, I am Yahuwah Elohim of Abraham, your Abba, and Elohim of Yitzhak. The land where you lie, to you will I give it, and to your Zerah seed. And your Zerah seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Of course, this text speaks of Zerah seed and the ladder, and you may have seen some of those good pictures on the internet in Times Memorial, the ladder is a picture of a DNA helix. Because we are the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that is scattered like the dust of the earth to the nations. And Yahweh is going to call up that dust at the end of days even if a person's died, their name is recorded in their DNA. And if you have been born again and come into relationship with Yahushua, your name will be recorded in the Sefer Chaim, the book of life, right? So this is a picture of a DNA helix that will make up the seed of Jacob. And if you look in the Hebrew, what's really interesting, some of you... Um, don't have, um, well actually none of you should be able to get into your Bible apps because we turn the Wi-Fi off for you. But you'll see the word ladder is the Hebrew word chalam. Chalam. M And it's actually very unique to this passage of Scripture to Yaakov, Jacob, the father of the Israelites. Chalam, and it means to group together this ladder. It means to group together like kindred roots. This is what I'm feeling this Sukkot. I'm feeling like we're being grouped together as kindred roots and we're the sum total of Israel. We're gathering. Huh? Kindred. What did you think? Hindred? Kindred? Kindred. Kindred. And we know that Yaakov, whose name was changed to Israel, was fashioned in Rivka's womb, was he not? He was fashioned in her womb, meaning that's where he got his genetic makeup. He was actually encoded in the womb. And there's a whole other teaching, and you were talking about it this morning, where the actual life cycle of the baby in the womb actually covers and is a layered on top of the Moedim, the feast cycle. And um, I, I did a teaching on that years ago. We could find it online. But in Giliana, Revelation 17, verse 8, we can see a picture of this genetic code makeup. It says thus, 
They that dwell in the Olam, the world, shall wonder whose names were not written in the scroll of life from the foundation of the world. So, if we're in Yahusha, we should actually be encoded into the scroll of life and it is something that is from the foundation of the world. The Sefer Chaim, or the Book of Life, contains some very important information, doesn't it? The most important information on the flat earth sphere globe cabbage no okay sorry what's that heliocentric pear stop it <laughs> now everybody's confused online what does he really believe wow but you all know but do you no anyway <laughs> the book of life contains that what did we have for lunch today yes gin and juice no it's not i mean but no but the book of life in all seriousness it does contain very precious information about People before they're born. Wow, think about that. And nowadays, we know that this is found in the individual's DNA. Everybody's DNA is distinctly different. DNA in your mother's womb encoded before the foundation of the world. So, as we look at this, even if you were to go to like Ezekiel, and we're going to get there in our Ezekiel teaching shortly, Yehezkel, Ezekiel 37, speak to these bones. What, the bones? They rattled together until they found a perfect match or frequency and then they could come up together bone to bone. But you have to find that frequency match to actually attach and heal the DNA. It's all about frequency. You'll correct me. He's quite like second row, third row back. Cabbage distance. If I'm wrong, correct? You have to find the frequency match. Ezekiel 37, DNA is the code for identification. The potter encodes clay, if you will. The potter encodes the clay, some for destruction to be th thrown into the fire. Story. How come two people can hear the same message and one responds? Right? Well, you know, many people get touched and healed, maybe ten, but only one of them actually responds and gets the salvation and the healing stays with them. How many times have you seen somebody in one of these uh, charismatic church services get a healing, but the healing doesn't stay? Well, they are one of the nine that went away and didn't come back and it didn't stick, but only one responds, comes back to Yahushua, of course, we're talking about the account with the ten lepers, and the healing or the frequency change stays. Stays. Because they are now encoded into the book of life. Because we know 
it's more than just my flesh and your flesh because flesh and blood does not inherit the kingdom of Yahweh, does it? It's got to go into the marrow. It's got to go into the DNA. It's got to go into something before our flesh and bones even came into being. We've got to be encoded into the book of life before the foundation of the world. This is taking what we've learned the past three days and now, like you, more layers off of the onion and actually go deeper. It does not fall you got to say a prayer in the name of Jesus. There is nothing in the Bible that says, oh yes, this guy said the name of Jesus and now he's encoded into the book of life. No. It happened before. It's called predestination. That's a whole other topic and we can get into Calvinism and all. But Yahweh has chosen His people. He has already chosen you, already encoded you. Now you get to respond by coming back and thanking Him by giving glory in your life. And how you walk that out daily is using kingdom principles of honor. Kingdom principles of honor, keeping the commandments and loving your neighbor as yourself. But first and foremost, we love the Heavenly Father. So not all people are written in the book of life. That becomes pretty apparent. We don't have to worry. The Clintons are not written in the book of life. We're not going to have to stick, hang around with these people for eternity. Thank goodness. I mean, my, can you imagine? What would we do? There would be another rebellion in heaven and we don't want that. Good night. Name an identifying mark, an authority or a rank or character, this is what Yahweh is doing. He's identifying and beginning to mark out His people. And you're getting a frequency match. And what's also happening, conversely, getting a frequency repel. Some are coming right in and bouncing right off. It's a repelling there's no frequency match. Alright? Think about it. You wonder why some of these things happen to you. Tehillim, Psalm 139, verse 13. Maybe your frequency was low, therefore your frequency had to be challenged and upped a little bit to get on the right frequency. Maybe you were low and your frequency needs to be adjusted Therefore, there's some repelling going on before you can up to the next level and frequency change of inspiration in your life, which then manifests itself with humanity. Okay? Psalm 139, verse 13. For you have possessed, I love this passage, my reins... My reins, you have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The Hebrew word here is kiliah, reins. It's translated 18 out of 31 times in the Tanakh. 
the Old Testament as your kidneys. Your kidneys in relation to those who minister. Aren't we priests? And what would priests do? They were in the business of, uh, this is where the steak and kidney pie came from in England. Oh, I'm joking. Wouldn't it be funny if I could turn that? It doesn't. But anyway, sorry. Burning the kidneys. I love steak and kidney pie back in the day, but they don't have a kosher steak and kidney pie in England anymore. Well, they never did, but I didn't used to eat what was fit and proper because I was a heathen. But now, going back to the Bible text, I'm having fun. Sorry, I'm not really on task. My wife's cringing over there. Oh, you heard? We're doing okay? Sorry, honey. I feel so comfortable with you all now. I can do it silly. Now, I, my daughter, Hadassah, should be telling me off. Because I'm always telling my daughter, Hadassah, off. I say, Hadassah, you have got to stop the sillies. You do the sillies all the time. And now she would say, ah, oh, yes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So Matthew stopped the sillies. That's what happens when she gets around her friends. She starts to do the sillies. Well, I think right now I'm feeling like you're my friends and I'm starting to do the sillies. Okay, because usually I'm a bit, more, a bit more guarded than this, aren't I? See, that's what it is. Okay, I'm just being real. So you have to put up with it. If you don't like it, well, then you should not be my friend. Because <laughs> this is about as good as it gets. <laughs> this is a real deal now. So... <laughs> All right, shut up again, Matthew. Kilia, reins, kidneys, nothing to do with steak and kidney. It has everything to do with burning the sacrificial kidneys that would be put up on the altar. Of course, the priests would gird their kidneys, wouldn't they? Before they even approached the altar and put the kidneys up on the altar. So Kilyar, reigns kidneys, is a very important thing to Yahuwah. Not only are they being girded by his priests, but they are actually being put on the altar. So believe it or not, kidneys are very important to Yahuwah. So no wonder the heathen corrupted it with steak and kidneys. See, I tied it in. Job 16 verse 13, enough of that one, we won't go there anymore. His archers encircle me all around, he cleaves my kidneys in two and does not spare. He pours out my bile on the ground. Lamentations 3.13, he has caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my kidneys. Death and destruction here in the Bible are spoken of arrows that actually slash kidneys. Death and destruction, and you're nodding because you guys are in the health business, death and destruction can affect your kidneys. That is a major disease in the United States. It's a major, major disease. The other 13 times that Kilyar kidneys is used, it's in connection with the behavior, listen, that the behavior that we allow in conjunction with our heart. 
The kidneys are connected to the heart. And it's connected to our behavior. It's called cause. If you neglect the cause and effect, it will affect your kidneys and mess with your DNA. But if you address the deep state of your emotional being and you guard the heart, have healthy kidneys and a healthy walk. The girded their as kidney offering to Yahweh. And I'll continue on. I mentioned Job 16, Lamentations 3, verse 13. But the blood connection to the kidneys is very important. The function of the kidneys is to do what? Purify the blood once the heart begins to pump it round the body. And destructive behavior slashes the kidneys. What does that mean? Well, even the British, in the British Medical Journey, Journal, excuse me, Medical Journal, they have done a study that behavior can actually leave scarring on the DNA. In fact, and this is a study that they've done in England, and they've actually, and these aren't Bible believers. I believe it's like the British Medical Journal or something like that. Going from memory here. It can scar the DNA because it's all connected. We like to think that, oh, well, you know, I have this ailment or I've got that ailment, and then the world goes, well, hang on a minute, you need 33 medications, right? Well, that should be a sign to us, right? 33 pharmacia medications. That's the occult, right? Like you have said many times before, you go to the doctor, you've got three solutions. We're either going to cut you, burn you, but we'd really like to drug you. That's it. That's all they've got. You know? That's all they've got. They've got three tools in their toolbox. And they all cause great damage to you. And if you finally do get a healing... It's because you've had a miracle because your immune system was strong enough to reboot. And it was actually the immune system that healed you. How was that? Did I do pretty good? Because everything I just said, I learned from him. That's true, I did. Thank you. Seriously. Did I do all right? Okay, good. Psalm 7, verse 9 of the wicked come to an end but establish the just for the righteous Elohim tries the heart and the kidneys so the Zadiks you that are Malkit Zadiks are going to get tried in the heart and tried in the kidneys that's some serious stuff remember yesterday we've got to guard our heart we've also got to Put a, as uh, Paul said to the Ephesians, we've got to 
But the truth, the word of Yahweh, is what will protect our kidneys. Protecting you from sexual immorality. Protecting you from all of those vices. Put on the word of Yahweh to get conviction by the Holy Spirit. Because sexually immoral people, people that are into, and I hate to use this word, but I will, pornography and things like that, they are affecting their kidneys, it will affect their DNA, and they will end up diseased. Either in their sickness in their mind, best case scenario, worst case scenario, it will lead unto death. They get shot in a brothel. But, you know, I mean, that's where it'll end up, right? And they should. Because we shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. I will bless Yahweh who has given me counsel. My kidneys, my reins, also instructs me in the night seasons. Ah. How many of us get instruction from Yahweh in the night seasons? Don't we? Revelation, Giliana, Revelation 2, verse 23. And I will kill her children with death who searches the kidneys. And the heart. And I will give to every one of you according to your wicked deeds. It's quite sobering, isn't it? The liver, as we know, eliminates waste toxins. If you're affected, it's going to affect you in the bones. It's going to affect you in the marrow, which we're supposed to actually get the word all the way down into that. Didn't I say that yesterday or the day before? It's going to affect you in the bones, in the marrow, in the blood, in the liver, because that's where all of these toxins will eventually stockpile. And it manifestation is cancer and disease. And we ultimately know we need to have an encoded change in our DNA. Many of you here with the expertise and experience to help others get the healing through prayer, prophecy, diet, capability. My hope for this ministry as we start this new adventure together gathering all of the 12 tribes and the sojourners across the earth, <clears throat> that there would be opportunity for healing. These feast sites, I would like to see in the future qualified counselors, qualified nutritionists, qualified healers, qualified because... I can't do that, but together we have the resources where people, and we're all broken, we can admit that now, the pride has gone away, our needs can be addressed. But I'm not up here to be ready to be counseling and doing this and that and t'other. When it's expected of me, then everybody's disappointed. We're supposed to be working together. Right? I can facilitate, but don't hesitate. Let's get busy. These feast sites, Yahuwah has designed the three pilgrimage feasts to gather 
you in from the nations and us as a ministry tour to the tribes to facilitate and equip the healing of the nations. And I believe that we can start that here at this feast site. Counseling, where it's marital counseling, pre-marriage counseling, but qualified people. You don't want me counseling this, that, or t'other. You don't want to... I might give you the very quick solution. Let's... <laughs> oh, I'm not doing that. Where's my tea bag hole? Want to know something crazy? No. All right, I'm going to tell you anyway. I have come a long way. There was a day when I decided that I would be a sand deck. Does anybody know who a sand deck is? A sand deck, not a sand disc, one of those things you put in a computer, but a sand deck. Sand Deck is the crazy rabbinic idiot who decides that he's going to sit down and have the eight-day-year-old, eight-day-year-old, the eight-day-old baby boy on his lap. He's called the Sand Deck. A parent who's a nutter gets this device that he bought online that he doesn't know anything about and has never tested. And has a bang at cutting off his kid's foreskin on the eighth day. Old Muggins signed up to be the sand deck. And uh, yeah, it didn't quite go um, as smoothly... So, you know, if I ever see this young infant that is now like, who knows how old, in, in the grocery store, oh, I'm just going to go, oh, his poor wife. His poor wife. So, yeah, I've come a long way from those rabbinic days of trying to do things like that. How did I get on that subject? The liver. But it's connected to the kidneys. It's not... Toxins, yes, sexual immorality, wow. I think this is a good place, Leviticus, let's kind of sober me up here. Leviticus 17 verse 10, Dane, I see you're holding your infant son very tightly in the back and that you have moved away from your father who was messing around with some circumcision device. Smart move. Leviticus 17.10, and who ever said we were nuts? I mean, that is so offensive to me. It's outrageous. And whatever man there is of the house of Israel, all of the stranger, or the sojourner among them, who eats any manner of blood, I will set my face against that being who eats blood. And I will cut him off from among his people. For the nefesh, the soul, the life of the flesh is in the blood. The soul, our soul is in the blood. 
So our behavior, track with me, that does affect our kidneys, does affect our blood, it affects your soul. Why do you think people are depressed and oppressed? Take responsibility for your bad behaviors. Because it actually affects your soul. It dirties up your soul. Dirties up your soul. Our eternal life or our DNA is written into our blood before the foundation of the earth. And when we accept Yahusha, he fertilizes that seed. It then splits into two completely different cells with similar, but they are different DNA destructions, instructions. There's the old man, and then there's the new man. You've got two different instructions. Like I said yesterday, a house divided shall not stand. The moment you get born again, you actually get divided. Your house becomes divided because there is a split in the DNA. And now you get an opportunity to either maneuver and pursue Yahusha and eventually get all of your DNA restored or remain as a house divided. And there's the problem. The born-again Christian experience leaves you as a house divided and you have soul trouble for the rest of your life because you have not been taught to continually pursue through brokenness and affliction and overcoming. I like what Deb said. We're not survivors. We're overcomers. You don't get to survive. You get to overcome. And that's when the DNA changes. There is a plan that Yahweh has in place for us. It's a total remakeover of your whole DNA. Your whole DNA. Completely different cells with similar but different DNA instructions that will now only apply to each particular new seed. When we begin to take on Yahusha's DNA, he said what? Take on my DNA. Isn't there a verse there that says take on my DNA? It actually does. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. Take on my DNA. Break it down. And journey from corruption into incorruption. Yahweh calls these containers of genetic instructions what? Zerah. Seed. Seed. The same set of directives that were ordained by Yahweh is written into the seeds of the, this is, the descendants awaiting fertilization. But the instructions are already written into your seed house awaiting for the born again experience and then for you to start digesting the instruction to change over the whole DNA helix. Don't leave your house divided because your soul will become afflicted. Even though you're saved, you're living in a divided house. 
disease can come into a divided house. Once you start to move, you can actually change the whole house into the temple of Elohim. This, to me, is what Yahweh wants us to pursue. He wants us to pursue this. The same set of directives that were ordained by Yahweh is written into the seeds of the descendants awaiting fertilization. This is all written into the blood. Creation, whether it be plants or humans or human little babies like cute little Shem in the background there, they testify to this very fact. The set of instructions are written into the seed to bring forth after its own kind. The instructions are the Torah. The words of life written into your blood, written into your DNA, and pumped through your heart. All the whilst your kidneys and liver eliminate the corrupted genetical DNA and toxic generational waste from your past sinful behaviors. Or your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, and great-great-great-great-grandparents to the fourth generation. How about we be the final generation that finally masters our DNA through the master Yahusha and actually becomes an incorruptible temple? Is it possible? The word testifies that it is. But it's not going to be by dancing around a totem pole. It's going to be by having a converted experience with Yahusha, taking the word, coming together as the restored 12 tribes of Israel, and then letting the leaves on the trees, you people, use your giftings of healing, nutrition, counseling, and addressing the root problems of all of our brokenness. I've spoken about brokenness because that's the whole topic because I'm admitting what nobody wants to admit. Yahuwah has designed and orchestrated brokenness in my life so that I can be restored and then help you to get the restoration because I have to walk through it and own it and understand it before I can teach it. So Baruch Hashem Yahuwah for all of my brokenness. And I always connect it back to boarding school, don't I? And that's my mum's fault. I don't know why she sent me away when I was 12. I actually do, because my parents were having a bad marriage. They wanted to get all the kids out of the house, because they couldn't live together, right? So we got the consequences of it. That's the reality, but it goes back deeper than that. Because my, my dad ran off with his secretary and committed adultery. So what good's going to come out of that? See, and it goes back further and further and further. Why did my mother want to run off with a man 30 years older than her? Because her dad was abusive and horrible and he, she never had a father figure. It goes crazy land, right? <sighs> Oversharing. Sorry. Back on track. <laughs> oh my goodness. We'll have a congregation of one again. That's okay. We rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll get even more broken and then we'll get even more healing. And the cycle, oh bloody heck, what are we going to do? Oh my goodness. See, what I say this morning to somebody, I said, they don't ever want to be a minister of the gospel. Because <laughs> it is the hardest. I said to Tamara, do you think I have to do this like for the rest of my life? There's got to be an easier way to live. <laughs> but, you know, when it's good, it's good. This is good. This is good. <laughs> but sometimes, woo! Let's get to some forgiveness because, you know, you guys are going to need to forgive me by the end of this message. <laughs> forgiveness is in, within the adult. This is serious, though. Forgiveness is within the adult T cell that is actually stored within the marrow. Forgiveness is within the adult T-cell that is stored within the marrow that can only be penetrated by the word of Yahuwah. Hebrews 4.12 It's stored in the marrow, which is in the bone. It's the only cell that can repair and heal any organ in the body, it'll attach itself to a compromised organ and co- become compatible tissue. You know, I'm looking in his direction for reassurance. Right? I want to stay in my measure and not step into his measure. So, you know, I'm not going to start juicing you and all of that stuff or whatever you do, you know. <laughs> I could poison you inadvertently and then we'd have big trouble. But this amazing adult T-cell has the healing capacity to actually attach and become um, compatible tissue and bring healing in your body. Losing its own identity to bring healing to the whole. Isn't that what Yahuwah wants? If he's going to gather all 12 tribes together, we have to lose our own worldly pagan identity, move away from the world, and we come into one and we take on the identity of Israel. We become foreign to the nations, but by us losing our identity and gaining Jacob Israel's identity, we attach to the DNA helix of life becoming seed, zirah, and obtaining the blessing. Because there's something powerful about the unity of the ingathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. Something bigger than ourselves. But sometimes we do have bad experiences along the way. And those bad experiences come when we don't let patience have her perfect work in us. We have to understand, I have to understand, oh goodness, I really want to understand that our thought life is fertile. A lot of people don't understand this. We do as a family because we're always working on it. And I know Mario, definitely, you know, you don't, don't say, hey Mario, you've got this or you got, he'll rebuke you. Say, no, I do not have that. I rebuke that because your thought life is fertile. I was really admired, um, thank you, Justin in the back. 
he has been tempted and tested in certain areas. And he's like, you know what? No. You know, I'm not going to watch that YouTube video on Matthew Nolan. What did you call it? You call it clickbait. I was like, that's a very millennial term. But I'm like, it's exactly what it is. Because it's clickbait. Why would you want to do that? Well, you can if you want, if you want to have a laugh. But I mean, it's just, it's going to mess with your mind. Where's the good fruit? You've got to guard your mind. Our thought life is fertile. It's always growing. I would much rather have my thought life growing here than anywhere else. But the problem is, if you understand that their thought life is fertile, what happens if somebody just comes along and plants a little seed in your, about somebody, and you don't deal with that, address it, and you think, oh, it's harmless. Oh, it's not harmless. Because if we don't bring it into captivity, it will become a fortified wall. It will become a fortified wall that will then keep you from the blessings that you could have had. Then a way of life. Because once it becomes a fortified wall, it becomes a way of life and it becomes a stronghold and a high tower and that's all that you can go to. That's why when people's thought life becomes corrupted about a person, or a good example is sexual immorality in the thought life, that's why Yahushua said you even look at a woman with lust or adultery in your eyes, then you, it's as good as if you have committed adultery, because what you've done is you have now put a seed in there that is now fertilizing and growing, it's becoming a fortified wall, and then that's it, the whole city is corrupted, it's only good for destruction at that point. You'll come into an area in your life that becomes a stronghold. That's not what the Father wants for us. At that point, you have a stronghold, and the only solution is that stronghold has to be pulled down. It was constructed... Because you accepted a belief captive to the wrong reasoning and it moved you out of the blessing. That's it. And a lot of people's problems, we were talking about this in the back this morning, had a great solution. I won't repeat it up here. But, you know, well, I will. Actually, a lot of people are just stupid. I mean, really. Okay? The general public, I mean, and a lot of people don't have reasoning and discernment. It's discernment. Where's the discernment, right? Because if you allow something to come into your thought life, then you accept a belief that wasn't true, you become captive to wrong reasoning and it moves you out of the blessing. Someone then will have to come with the word of Yahweh and refute that belief, challenge that thinking and reestablish that truth that you missed. Many of us, we accepted that Sunday was the Sabbath and that Jesus loved Christmas trees. 
We, we accept, and, and it took somebody coming with the word of Yahweh into our life and refuting that belief. But have you done that to others? And it hasn't had the same effect, has it? Because it was such a fortified wall, such a stronghold, that they weren't willing to pull it down. But it's not only about doctrine, it can be opinion of not willing to be balanced and re-examine things in a truthful, honest way, then sometimes you're going to remain captive in that state. That is not part of DNA healing. Which is what I want to be a part of because Dane designed our logo years ago for Torah to the Tribes in the back. And he didn't know it at the time, but I know that the Ruach HaKodesh works in him. And now, all these years later, as I've truly, truly captured my vision again, thankfully, through brokenness, I'm like, this means more to me now, this logo, than it ever did when he designed it. Because it truly is the four T's, which is a tree, with the twelve leaves. Because that's what this ministry is about. Because that is what we're going to be able to accomplish. Not me by myself, but Yahweh through this living, breathing organism called Torah to the tribe, which is the word being preached and manifest and gathering in human people with DNA that need to be healed, including moi. How about it? That's powerful stuff, right? You can chase someone around with a Christmas tree all year and they'll never get that kind of leaves of the healing of the 12 tribes connecting back to Jacob. Isn't that powerful? That was a prophetic vision all those years ago, Dane. What do you think of that? He's nursing back there. Look at him. How cute. Everything physical is made up from the dust of the earth. And at the sound of the last shofar, the frequency that it emits could blow down the walls of Jericho. Some have seen people rip on a shofar and blow the windows out of cars because of the frequency it emits. So when that shofar sound comes from the heavens, it's going to raise up all of the DNA that's in the earth, that's recorded in the book of life, and those that are dead in Moshiach will be raised up in that DNA helix there encoded into the book of life, and then those of you that remain will be caught up in the clouds together with them. When, then, when? At the sound of the last shofar, because it's emitting Jacob's DNA frequency, which is sound. Powerful stuff. You can even see it that when we get together, there's a match if we're on the right frequency as the 12 tribes of Israel and the stranger gathered together. There's a frequency match or a frequency repelling. How many of you have gone to a uh, an ultra-messianic congregation because you thought, oh, I, I love the Shabbat and Torah, and then you get there, and it's a frequency mismatch. You're like, man, this is rabbinical. 
man, this is a heavy spirit. I mean, yeah, I love Torah, I love Shabbat, but where's the Ruach HaKodesh? Where's the anointing power? I am getting no frequency match here. This is like dead bones, man. There's no marrow, there's no juice, there's no sustenance. It's like we're just going for the brain here. Right? We don't want that. I'm looking for a frequency match with life. Chaim, life, ruach, power. Even when, you know, if somebody has to go and have an organ transplant, you must have what? You've got to have a frequency match. You've got to have matching candidates. If this is the natural, how much more in the supernatural? You've got to have matching candidates to enable organ transplants because DNA language must match the recipient's DNA language. Otherwise, the recipient's immune system will come into play and reject the transplanted organ. Cut, burn, drug, it's always the immune system that will come into effect and bring the healing. Because you know what? Those German or British troops that were getting housed with mustard gas, you know, if anyone did recover, that's called chemotherapy, by the way, it was because their immune system booted in. So what? Now we're going to go and see the... Why would you do that? to find the blessings and the things of Yahweh. But that takes faith, right? Because the world is telling me, vaccinate. Oh, it's unsafe. Well, where am I going to go? Am I going to go up? Am I going back? Faith brings life. Fear brings captivity. And then once you get into that system, you're never getting, they're going to be chasing you around with needles for the rest of your life. They'll have a whole record on you. They'll be calling you up and texting you. Oh, you missed your flu shot. I'll tell you what. Put me in a room of a hundred people who've got the flu and 99 of them have had the flu shot. I see it in my school all the time. They have got the immune system of a dead cat. If somebody farts and they get sick, I mean, <laughs> but me, <laughs> this is a very unorthodox teaching. This is a very unorthodox. I would like to apologize to our um, advertisers, <laughs> YouTube and Google. No. We don't worry about them. Crikey. They're going to kick us off anyway in a few months, I'm sure. Right? We give them the, I'd flip them the bird if I could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I wonder if you'd get banned from YouTube by flipping them the bird. I don't know. I think they're most... No, we're not going to try it. That's outrageous. That would be bad behavior. It would be. Thank you. It's, it's kind of job site stuff, isn't it? Oh, good night. I have come that they may be fertilized. Right? Think about it. I have come that they may have life. That they may be fertilized. That they may have it more. 
abundantly. When Yahweh speaks, things happen. How does his creation know when it's time to sprout forth those leaves that we've got in our logo and to come forth and bring healing or give birth? It's in the DNA. The DNA is where the voice, still small voice of Yahweh is heard. Is that organic? All right, just checking. Don't want to screw with your DNA. Is it organic? You don't know. You just did a Levi on me. My son is too quick to speak and too slow to listen. And we're addressing that, aren't we, honey? Yes, we are. With the rod. No, we would never do such a thing as that. YouTube and Google. Never. Outrageous. Oh, my goodness. When Yahweh speaks, things happen. How does this creation know when it's time to sprout forth those leaves? Bring forth a child. It's a DNA-coded matrix. That's where the voice of Yahweh is heard. And those tears, those tears, those tears are conceived as tears. Like kind bringeth forth, like kind. They kept not their first estate and will be burned. Their destruction is set. Tears were never written in the book of life, were they? Never. Tears are grown from tear seeds. They're from Monsanto, one of Google's advertisers, I'm sure. They better not be advertising on our channel. That would be right, like really out, not cool. But we don't get to choose. See, we use the system for as long as the system lets us broadcast. So Yahweh brings the whole thing down with an EMP. And I got rid of my EMP compatible truck because it was such a ripoff. So now I'm going to be hoofing it, walking. Some of you have got EMP resistant vehicles though, don't you? There's like a Ford Mercury from like the 30s out there. That's totally EMP resistant, isn't it? Yeah. Tears are grown from tear seeds, meaning their genetic composition can't allow them to change into wheat seeds. Their identity is to forever be burned. And sometimes you just can't change what Yahweh has created. He is the potter. And we are the clay. And some were created for destruction and some for glory. And that's a hard thing for the liberals to accept. Hebrews 4.11 and 2 Peter 2.10 Those who are written in the book of life in their genetic code can fail in their spiritual life by unbelief. So we have to keep that faith strong. Come together Strong faith, strong belief, able to endure. Begotten as seed, DNA, 1 John 3.9. Whoever has been begotten of Yahweh does not sin, for his zirah, seed, remains in him. He cannot sin because he has been born of Yahweh. Connect that with yesterday's teaching. We're taking this to a deeper level. Right? A deeper level. The seed is the grain 
that contains within itself the germ of the future plant. The seed is the DNA. The DNA is unchanged and in its physical sense from the Creator, so there is no sin or missing the mark in regard to what the seed is. For this seed to become justified before Yahuwah, it must be germinated by the Ruach HaKodesh, by Yahusha himself. Behavior can actually bring changes within the gene. 2 Samuel 12.10 Not a good example, but bad behavior brought changes within the gene. Now there the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. There was a change within David's genetic makeup because of his bad behavior. Can we admit that? It affected his seed. Conversely, Jeremiah 35 verse 8, it can bring some good stuff too. Good behavior, righteousness, zadik, zadakar, righteousness can change your DNA and affect your kids and grandkids. It can affect your children and your grandchildren. That is going to be a crown in your a stone, a gem in your crown, got that back to front, when you go to lay it before the king in your resurrected life. Your good behavior changed your DNA and your sons and daughters and granddaughters and grandchildren got the blessing because you, dad, granddad, great-granddad, great-grandmother, you changed your behavior. And it affected your DNA and you passed it on to your children. And then, if they walk in it, it goes on and on and on. Jeremiah 35, 18. And Yeremiah, Jeremiah said to the house of the Rechavites, this says Yahweh Sevot, the Elohim of Israel, because you have obeyed the commandment of Yonadab, your Abba, and have kept all of his precepts and done according to all that he has commanded. Therefore, this says Yahweh Sevot, the Elohim of Israel, Yonadab, the son of Rechab, there's going to be a change in your DNA that is going to affect subsequent generations and they're going to be blessed. Rechav, the son of Rechav, shall not lack a man to stand before me forever and ever. That's powerful. Bad behavior, David and Uriah, affects the gene pool. Good behavior can affect the gene pool and bring a blessing which is going to be a, uh, a gem in your crown, a stone in your crown to lay before the Father. Isaiah 44, verse 3. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my ruach upon your... Where is he going to pour his ruach? Upon your zirah, seed. He'll pour his spirit upon your seed and my bracha upon your offspring. 
Where does it say? What does it say in Hebrews? Even into your, even in your kadosh, holy marriage bed, Yahweh is present. Hebrews tells you that the marriage bed is undefiled. That will even affect the man's shemen, semen, that he is now copulating with his betrothed wife of his youth. That that DNA blessing now, when the husband and the wife in Yahweh, they are now through their love. We've already talked about way more crazy stuff than that. So, you know, what's up with that? It's good. See, I just warm you up and then I can cut you. Malachi 2.14. Now, stop looking at your wives that way. Men are like, Sukkot. There's nobody in our cabin tonight. What time are the kids going to be at the movies till tonight, Tamara? See, now I'm embarrassing the missus. Malachi 2.14. Yahweh has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth against whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and the wife of your covenant. And did not he make them echad? And the rest of the ruachim are his also. The rest of the spirits are his also. And why are they echad? That he might seek a zirah, a seed from Elohim. Therefore take heed to your ruach. And let none deal treacherously against the wife of your youth. I have never met more people that have been married for as long as I have this Sukkot with their wives. And that, to me, is an amazing thing. I love, oh, I've been married. I'm here in like 40 years, 50 years. You guys, what, 28 years? In the back, what, 40-something now? How long have you guys been married, huh? Ten, also, you, need, you guys are newbies. But it's amazing. It's amazing, yes. Newlyweds, that's Sukkot. There we go. Amazing. Praise Yah. But that's it. Do not forsake the wife of your youth. Yahweh wants to restore health, blessing, but our behavior does have consequences. Conversely, it can bring you to destruction and start to scar your DNA. Or, if we're in the Ruach, it can actually bring healing. This is a multifaceted teaching that Yahweh is moving you and me onto the next level of blessing. It truly, truly is. And these feast-keeping sites are opportunities for the healing of the nation. Amen. So we've got great opportunity here. Talk to Gary and Renee about what they're doing. They've got amazing... We need to sit down and chat because you guys are doing something with um, healing in Mexico with a, with a health center and site. I've used and done their... their um, I, I, the, these guys are my physicians. When, I mean, I don't have like a, a medical doctor because I don't want one. I, wouldn't, I call him up. When my kids are sick which is very rare, I call, I call him up on the phone. What do I do? And he said, well, what you got to do is you got to tie your back. You got to run around the neighborhood naked, sick, all right. I mean, I mean you might, but you got to trust him. 
No, he does, he's, not that, he's not that wild. But, you know, sometimes he might try it on you. But no, he's got some great insight. But Mario in the back is working and Deborah working with great healing technologies. And I know we've got a lot of people here that can help. And that's what we want to do, is use the blessings that Yahweh has bestowed upon his people to help one another and bring healing and holiness. Amen? So anyway, sorry I went a bit long, but it's right? afternoon, the sun is shining. Amen. What is the um, schedule?